0: Hey folks, just a heads up, I am still recovering from mouth surgery, uh, so I am a little bit throughout this show, so just keep that in mind. If you get annoyed with it, it's fine, you don't have to listen, I'm just trying to give you a bit of a heads up that your old mate Jim has had his like head chopped up and he's trying to get by it. It happened a week ago, it's all good, I'm all good in the hood, just wanted to give you a warning, I do sound a bit slurry, it's not because of the tins. It's just because of the giant amount of stitches in my mouth. So heads up. Now, hopefully you enjoy the show. Eee! Bring it down, Jim. Yeah, NBA Australia. <laughs> How are you going? How you going? It's been a while. Tell you what, geez, Jim, did you go under the knife last week, mate? Yes, I did. Uh, It's been bang on a week since I've done a show. Uh, At about this time last Tuesday, I was being chopped up by a surgeon. You can still hear the remnants of why. I've got a mouthful of stitches. got a speech impediment. And we'll try to uh, just fly through a uh, fun, just quick, who has won and lost while Jim has been out uh, recuperating from mouth surgery. So, uh, that's right. We'll do that. And B got hurt. That was fun uh, for everyone having an argument about the 65 game threshold, wasn't it? That was good. Uh, the All Stars were announced. We'll talk about that quickly. That means snubs. Who doesn't love snubs? Stephen Adams. Oh, boo. I got traded E. Eh? Uh, Stephen Adams was traded. We got 60 from Steph and he lost. Uh, LeBron tweeted an hourglass emoji. The Lakers are back on a winning streak. <laughs> and Adam Silver signed up for the rest of the decade. Uh, Levine's out for the season. That throws a spanner in your trade vibes, doesn't it? And the trade deadline is this week, so figured I'd better jump on and just have a quick chat. So that's what we'll do. Uh, We'll do some winners and losers from uh, the last week or so. And then uh, basically cover all the stuff I talked about, some quick yeah, Nas, and then we'll preview some of the games for tomorrow and go from there. Sound good? Good. Your mate Jim is going to try to work through it. That's what we're doing here. Don't say I don't work my ass off for you. So, without further ado, let's get into it. episode, I believe this is 1029 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Better watch out for the surgeon attack as well. Uh, I did have our man friend in the show, old mate, Jezos. Drop a bit of a joke before I went in for surgery, going, ah! Jeez, Jim, it'd be funny if he said just before you went under. That's not a knife. Oh my like, fuck, yeah, you got me. Yeah, so I had a cyst chopped out of the roof of my mouth. I've got stitches everywhere. You can bloody well hear them. I think if I talk like this, it sounds even better. Uh, but yes, I'm recuperating. It's a week later. Uh, it doesn't really hurt. It's just really kind of uncomfortable and stuff like that to talk. So I figured I'd just do a quick one today to sort of jump back on. We should be sort of uh, flying again tomorrow. Each day, it sort of gets a little bit better, 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 and better. Like, there's no way I could have done a show yesterday, basically. Whereas I can, kind of, today. Uh, So we'll just try to take it a bit easy. Uh, How do we start all these shows here? Usually it's with a bit of a uh, gym whinge, apparently. But also with the daily. Oh, it's a whip crack, man. Yeah, not bad. Uh, All the All-Stars have been announced now, which is kind of fun. We got the coaches also announced, which was even funnier, because Doc Rivers... Uh, because you can't coach the all-star game back to back years Joey Muzz got it last year Doc Rivers just took over a Millie Walke oh it's a Gonquin for the good land not a Gonquin for the good land if you're uh, Adrian Griffin even though he's now being paid for the next couple of years for not working good job for him uh but Doc Rivers takes over there the bucks instantly go on a tailspin and he's named the all-star coach and then he's like oh nah man if we win it I'll give the money for the bonus and uh you know, the trophy to, uh, Adrian Griffin. It's like, why? He got shit-canned, Doc. You didn't earn this. You should have actually just gotten somebody else to do it. He's like, nah, I tried to not take it, but they insisted. Sure. Sure. This is from the bloke who's like, jeez, I've been brought in as a consultant for this coaching gig. It'd be a real shame if you fired him. And away they went. Chris Finch on the other side as well. Pretty cool. Because, uh, Mike Malone did it last year, so, uh, You've got Chris Finch and the Wolves coaching the West team, which is fun. Uh, So the All-Stars were all announced. Kind of fun. Uh, So the East, we already had Halliburton, Dame, Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum. Uh, Reserves are, bam, bam, headed by Palo Bancaro, Jalen Brown, Jalen Bronson, Tyrese Maxey, that's awesome, Donnie Mitchell, and Julius. Julius Randle. Uh... Obviously, Embiid's injured. We'll talk about that in a second. And then uh, Randall's also out for three to four weeks. So we're going to get two Eastern subs, which is, I mean, basically it'll be Trey Young and then probably Jimmy Butler would be my guess. Uh, But in the West, you've obviously got LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Nikola Yarkitala, Luca, and SGA. The reserves were Steph, Devin Booker, AD, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, (laughs) Kauai. <laughs> and Kat, I um, feel like they got the wrong Minnesota big man. Uh, and also, look, people love to talk about snubs, snubs. Um, I don't think there were any snubs in the East. Trey Young, the Hawks have been shit up until this week. you uh, wouldn't take Trey over Maxi, Paolo, or Jalen Brunson, I'd say. So, uh, Same with Scotty Barnes, Jimmy Butler at Co... Uh, in the West, though, there are a couple of snubs there. The Suvlaki King and Darren Fox. The Sacramento Kings, absolutely flying this season, looking really good, causing all sorts of havoc. Uh, you got a Lakers team that's only just above 500 that has two All-Stars, and you have a Sacramento Kings team that has been really good all season that are now 29-20 and 20 after a loss today uh, that has zero. So, yeah, Fox or the Suvlaki King. I would have probably taken the Suvlaki King ahead of Cat. Uh, he's done probably more for his team than Cat did. Fox is a tough one. Booker has been fantastic. Curry's been obviously really good. Ant-Man has been up and down. His uh, reputation almost precedes him a little bit. Paul George, maybe, maybe not. He's had a bit of a swoon lately too. So maybe Fox there. Lowry, Shangoon, goon a couple of names there. Like, Suva averaging basically 20, 13, and 8. And not making as a bit of a kick in the dick. Um... But either way, we've also got some three-point competition entries. Uh, we've got Halliburton, Dame, Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Larry Markin in there. Uh, that's the girls, no? Uh, so that would be fun. But, I mean, it's... Like, Halliburton, Dame, that's fun. Just give us Steph. Oh, but we get Steph and Sabrina Ionescu, man. It's like, yeah, cool. It's like, if you've got... Why not Clay? I I want the two greatest shooters in the history of the fucking thing to have a crack again. But, no, all-stars for cowards. So. Uh, what else? we got the rising stars. They're announced as well. Wembenyama, Chet, Jaime Hocker, Scoot, Keontae, George, Derek Lively, Brandon Miller, Case, and Wallace, Brandon Pademtschke, Jordan Hawkins, Bilal Koulibaly. You might remember a certain bloke by the name of Duop Reith is also a rookie this year and was a complete snub. You can't tell me he's had a better year than Jordan Hawkins or Case and fucking Wallace, even Bilal Koulibaly. Uh Otherwise, who gives a crap? Uh, good job, everybody. We did get Dyson Daniels on the sophomore team, though, in the Rising Stars. Pardo Bangetto, Jalen Williams, Shaden Sharp, Jalen Duran, Jabari Smith, Keegan Murray, Benny Matherin, Walker Kessler. And then Izana Mansana from the G League, Mataz Buselis, Ron Holland, Mac McClung, Tyler Smith, Oscar Chisberry, and Alondes Williams. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, who watches that shit anyway? Like, I look. I'm here for the Rising Stars thing, but then how they do like the round robin, small team, weird thing. So we'll see what happens. But the do the Great Barrier Reef being snubbed is a fucking slap in the face for all of Australia. So blow it out your ass. Right. What else? Oh, yeah, Joel Embiid. That's right, probably your leader in the clubhouse for the MVP. Not in my book. Look, he was having a better year than last year. But I still think SGA was probably my pick uh, to win it. But Embiid probably, if he had have, like just gone, right, fuck it, we're stopping the season now, who's the MVP? Embiid probably would have won. Uh, the Doctors, like, so obviously we've been off for a week, bang on seven days. And in that time, I went from, oh, Embiid's resting. Oh, Embiid missed this one. Oh, Kaminga ran into his knee. Oh, shit. He's going, you're going to try to figure out what's going on. And now he's got a uh, left meniscus injury. There's a flap, bro. It's a flap. Um, he's now going to get a procedure because apparently Woj can't say the phrase surgery. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon the procedure is? I'm pretty sure they're cutting him open. Oh, it's not surgery, man. It's a procedure. Yeah, I just had a fucking procedure on the roof of my mouth. That's why I can't talk good. (laughs) So fucking stupid. Oh, it's a procedure, man. It's a procedure. Uh, Did I mention Donnie Mitchell in the three-point com? I don't think I did. Yeah, Donnie Mitchell as well. Yeah. Um, What it did send everybody off the fucking deep end about is a 65-game rule for the MVP. Like, as he went down, it's like, oh, man, if he misses a couple more games, he's not going to hit the 65-game bit for the MVP. That's just unfair, bro. It's like, is it? How is he the most valuable player if he only plays fucking 60 games? I'm just saying. If you're missing a quarter of your team's games, you're not that valuable, I feel. Oh, but he averaged 35 fucking 12 and 6, bro. It's like, yeah, don't care. Like, it's been a lot of of hair, and I've been literally sitting on the couch for a week. I actually didn't take days off work because the uh, the surgery did knock me about. It. I've been back at work, uh, what today, yesterday, and fuck me, dead. Just a lot of whinging. Oh Jesus, just oh, I can't believe the players' association voted for this. Yeah, because they're idiots. But also, you got to put a fucking line at some point. And oh Jesus, it forced Embiid to play. Did it? Did it hold a gun to his head and go, "You must fucking play, Joel." He's like, please don't shoot me, please. Like, yeah, he might have probably paid. He might have actually played. When in the past he might have sat and rested because on the back of his head he's like, oh, if I sit, I'm not going to hit the 65 game fucking total for MVP. I don't give a shit. If he didn't hit it, he wouldn't have won MVP. And if he doesn't want to play, then he shouldn't fucking play. He's a grown ass man. Oh, but I want to win the MVP, do you? If you don't think that your knee's feeling a bit funky and you go, Jesus, someone falls into this, I'm a bit fucked. I mean, that's half the players in the NBA any given night. What are we doing? Uh, but, yeah, when Cumbucket sort of fell into his knee, that was the last little thing. So he'd already been dealing with soreness and swelling in it. And he missed the uh, games earlier this, back in January with it. And he's been managing it with most of the season. So... It was a dominant, awesome, fun season that Embiid was putting together. But, yeah, he should have been sitting out if he wanted to fucking make it to the playoffs healthy and get through the rest of the season and help his team win. What's more valuable to the Sixers? Embiid winning the fucking MVP because he played 66 games and made the threshold but fucking had a bung knee going into the playoffs and they get bounced in the first or second round again. Or managing it like a fucking grown-ass man – and going, hang on, maybe I'll just sit this one out. You know, he had already sat out against the nugs, not against the blazers that he's like, oh, fuck, I better, I better play in this one. I've got to get out there, bro. Heart of a warrior. It's like, all right, good. We're all about heart of the warrior. But sometimes, what are you doing? If you don't feel right, don't fucking play. Simple as that. Um, he was averaging 35 points at 11 rebounds, 5.7 assists. Pretty bloody good in 34 games. But still, I just hated the fucking hand-wringing. Oh, it's just not fair, man. Yeah, it's plenty fucking fair. If, like, Giannis, Jokic, SGA, Luka play substantially more games than him and win the MVP because he's played 64 anyway, Um, it would have been sucked into sort of territory to that point because they played more games. The best ability is availability. Uh, Zach Levine is not available because he's going to have surgery on his right foot. He's out for four to six months. It's always something with Zach Levine, isn't it? Urgh. That sucks. Sucks for Bulls fans because they could have traded him. Uh, Julius Randle out two to three weeks with the dislocated shoulder. I think that got sort of updated to like three to four weeks. Oh, no, that was Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's out three to four weeks. Uh, two to three for our man, Julius The Vanderbilt one actually sucks for the Lakers because he was playing pretty well. He was just sort of coming back into his own. He'd finally gotten healthy, and then, boom, off he goes again. So talk about kicks in the dick. And uh, otherwise, we had Players of the Week announced. he had uh, Kawhi. (laughs) (laughs) And Trey Young announced for that, which is kind of nice. Kawhi has been fantastic. And it's one of those things where you look at... um, so they've just gone six and one on this road trip. This uh, Clippers team, which I am about to talk about, but the way that they sort of just have been dominating, and especially Kawhi being able to go, "Oh, cool, I don't have to bail out this fucking team," and like, you know, roll with the ball the entire time. Anytime we get in trouble, because now we got James Harden. The average was it in those four games? Average almost thirty points, eight rebounds, shot fifty-six point six percent. Trey had thirty-one and eleven. That's pretty good for the week. So, yeah, you'll pay that. And then finally, look, trade week is upon us. Uh, Stephen Ames got traded. He was already out for the season. So the Grizzlies got a couple of second rounders for him. Get him off the books. Uh, Well, actually, they got two 2024 second rounders in 2025. They're all pretty uh, protected kind of gear. And the Rockets just were like, yeah, fine. They uh, shift Oladipo. But this is kind of like an interesting move for the Rockets, right? Because, I don't know, Jock Landau might not be long for the uh, state of Texas. (laughs) At least the greater Houston area. And, uh... Because Stephen Adams is kind of like a very handy sort of backup big dude to have with Cheng on his team, right? Because, I don't know, Imo Yudoka just hates Aussies, we get that. He doesn't have Jock Landau out there playing much. Doesn't know his ass from his elbow. And, uh... Now they'd have Steven Adams at least as another chip to trade if they need to as well in the off season. It's just a nice little uh, sort of move, I guess. The Grizzlies that sort of just I don't know they've got to just what well, I've said before like they've gotten a couple of little things like Vince Williams has been really good, Gigi Jackson's had some nice little moments. It's Bane, it's Triple J, it's Jar. Maybe keeping Zaire, I don't know. Everything else, you're kind of like, meh, who wants a Luke Kennard? Uh, with that in mind, trade chatter like DeJunte Murray. Apparently only the Lakers and the Jazz have seriously kicked its eyes on a DeJunte Murray trade. Uh have been playing really well with Trey out as well. Then Trey came back, and they're sort of back to their sort of weird funkiness. They lost to the Clippers today. Caruso, uh, the Bulls want a lot back for Caruso, which is fucking hilarious because the Bulls are just... Look, if you ever need just like a big, big sort of breakdown on how to not run an organization, the Chicago Bulls, just bang, done. Oh, let's overpay for DeMar DeRozan. Let's bring back Vooch for no real reason. Hey, how good are we? Oh, yeah, that's right. Not very. What are you doing, idiots? In 23 and 27, I love the Bulls. Don't get me wrong. I love Kobe, Kobe White, but fucking hell. They can't get in on their own way. Uh, Trade DeRozan, trade Caruso, get what you can. Lonzo's is, like, at least, what, not next year? Well, he might be back next year if he ever plays basketball again. Maybe. We'll see how you go. But, goddamn, horrible gear. But, uh, yeah, the Bulls want a OG Ananobi-type deal, according to Woj. Uh, you might remember, OG was traded for R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second rounder. That's a pretty hefty haul if you want to get Caruso. Let's just pump the fucking brakes there, Bulls. Uh, but he does work on a lot of good, like on a lot of teams, right? There are so many teams out there who need a Caruso kind of dude. Uh, the Bucks, that's one. The Sixers could use a Caruso. The Pacers could use a Car- The Magic would fucking love a Caruso. He's the most Miami Heat dude to ever basically not play for the Heat. Um, some of the Nets would fucking love him. And you go out West, and it's like obviously the Lakers would love him back. The Mavs would love him. The Pelicans would love him. Um, the Kings, oh, God. Yes, mate. The Suns, look, like, it's basically just fucking have a crack. Anybody would love a Caruso. Um, so, yeah. Mavs and Bucks, they've been talking about a Bobby Porter student fight and Bobby Porter's fighting around the world. And uh, Grant Williams. Grant Williams is pretty good today as they beat this shit out of a uh, pretty pretty goose uh well, I mean, look, the Mavs, God bless their cotton socks. They beat the piss out of a Philly team without Embiid at home ran over in the second half, and Grant Williams had some moments. He had 14-7-2. It's like, all right, just do that all the time, Grant Williams. He's like, no, I don't want to. Because <laughs> he was coming off three games where he scored three points, two points, and two points. Fucking hell. Killing me, Grant. Anyway, um, so with the trade deadline sort of coming up, I think we'll talk about it quickly in the nars but it feels like a lot of the bigger – Moves that have already been made, obviously, with OG and uh, Pascal Siakam being traded already, but I still think there'll be some stuff. So, I don't know. DeJounte Murray, Trey Young could be up in the air. Obviously, Caruso. Um, there's plenty of names still out there that'll get moved. And with so much uh, parity, obviously, in the NBA right now, there's like plenty of chances for the teams involved like trying to get one up on like the next, next, next sort of team. They will be basically kicking the tires on everybody, right? That's what they're going to be doing. So you'll be saying the Lakers, like the latest sort of them is uh, LeBron, like, oh, right, man, we've got everybody we need here at the moment. Everybody's on this team at the moment is on this team. It's like, all right, but for how long, buddy? For how long? Obviously, D'Lo isn't D'Angelo is another name sort of floating around there. Um, What else have we got? DeRozan is probably another one. I'd sort of look at maybe just some more stuff from the Grizzlies as well. We'll see what we've got. Kuzma, perhaps, is a good look. See where he could go. Maybe if the Washington Wizards decide to have a bit of a fire sale, pro- finally, that'd be smart. I don't know. And, of course, the Nets just sort of sitting there hanging out, trying to figure out what they're going to do. So, Yeah. There you go. Let's do some quick winners and losers from the last week or so. Because we're not going to wrap up all the games. That'd be silly. Let's just do some winners and losers. Oh my god. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is Maybe. me, Kent Brockman. Can we there you go? Ah the Lakers. The Lakers. That's right. But Jim, don't the Lakers stink? The Lakers stink! Dang. Not anymore. They beat the Celtics. They beat the Knicks. And they beat the Hornets. That saved like, I don't know, eight jobs. <laughs> right? A three-game road win streak on the Grammy road sort of uh, road trip. That's incredible. Because they'd been playing like absolute dog shit just before that. Then they go into Boston. They beat the Celtics in Boston without AD or LeBron. It was massive. They just lost to the Hawks and the Rockets, and it's like the writing's on the fucking wall, mate. It's over. Pack her up. Nope. So the rest of the Lakers, they're winners because they just saved their jobs. They don't have to pack up, probably. Uh, okay, see, on top of the West, 35-15, and 15, looking great. They've won three on the trot now. Uh, the double overtime win against Toronto, was that yesterday? was awesome. S- uh, SGA, Josh Giddy, looking great. They had four dudes over 20. But they're looking like they're 35-15. and 15. They're on the top of the West. We're half, more than halfway through the season. Like This is not like an upstart, fun, young team coming out of nowhere. They're right there. Like They're a top-four team in the West. There's a big gap between the top four, then the Kings and the Suns and the Pals, and then you've got the Mavs, the Lakers, and the Yaz. And... It's almost, like, behooved upon them to go, right, what's the one thing where we've got a treasure trove? How's your speaking going, Jim? Yeah, it's all right. A treasure trove of uh, draft assets. What do we do? What's our move? Who can we sort of, I don't know, grab that'll help push us that one little step closer? One step closer to the edge. I'm about to break. It feels like they could be like, if they just threw the bag at the nets for someone like Mikhail Bridges, just go get a really weaponized wing who can do a bit of scoring, a little bit of 3 and D to put next to SGA, Jalen Williams, Giddy, Dort, Chet, off they go. Or go get a big dude. The problem is all the big dudes got hurt. <laughs> Time Lord, Steven Adams, like the big dudes on the, the teams that could have like just shipped one dude out. And a crap, like, it's only the Pistons. It's like, go get beef stew, OKC, from the Pistons. Just go do it. Or overpay for Nick Claxton. Just, they need, like, one more big dude. Maybe just, they should do something. Because if they do, they could just win the fucking title. Like, OKC are that good. They're 35 and 15. They've got a plus eight point differential. It's like the second best in the entire NBA behind the Celtics. Like, it's ridiculous. They're awesome. The Cavs are weekend, well, not weekend winners, week winners, because they haven't lost since we last spoke. Uh, they've won six on the trot. they got Garland and Mobley back, and then they didn't even have, uh, what, Garland today, I think, in their pretty handy win over the Kings. Um, Donnie Mitchell just had that six slam back to himself. Uh, but they had Mobley play. Alan, Garland did play in that game, right? He was, like, questionable, and they're sort of like, Easing him back into stuff, and they've won six on the trot, and they look fucking awesome. There's another team. Look, Sam Merrill is now a dead-eye shooter. Karis LeVert has been fantastic, and they're rolling. They're 32 and 16. Like they're right there in the thick of things at the moment because they are 32 and 16, and because of this six-game winning streak, the Cleveland. That's right, Cleveland Cavaliers are second in the East. Did you know that they're second? I'll tell you what, that's a big fucking win for the last week. <laughs> Same thing goes for the Magic. They beat the Wolves. They're back and cooking after getting Franz Wagner back. Uh, defensively, though, that's my favorite part for the Magic. When they were awesome earlier in the season it was because their defense was really locked in, and they've just held their last three under 106 points. Got to love that. The Kings, look, they lost today against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers in pretty bad fashion. But, look, the Kings have been, like, rolling. The way they kicked the shit out of Indy by playing their way and then whomping the Bulls in like a tough John Simmons bowl it was pretty impressive for this road trip, right? So they ripped off the on this big road trip. They've beaten the Warriors, the Mavs, the Grizzlies. They lose to the Heat. They beat the Pacers in like a fucking running gun game. They beat the Bulls. And then they lose the Cavs. Is like it's sort of like this moment of like, oh yeah, we're a bit tired now. Can we go home? And now they go home to play the Pistons. So Kings looking pretty good. They are. But most importantly, I think, why are they actual winners for the last week? Well, being the only top six team with no All-Stars, that gives them an automatic chip on their shoulder that could propel them to like at least the second round of the playoffs, right? That is a fun thing to be like, no one believes in us, man. Fuck them all. Come on. The tough thing for the Kings is the top four of the West is all like a really tough matchup for them. <laughs> it's OKC, Minnesota, the Clippers and the Nugs. It'll take a bit for the Kings to get by any of those, Sam. So. Uh, but still, they're winners because they get the chip on their shoulder for not getting any All-Stars, you love to see. The Hawks, uh, until today, in that just pretty ugh, loss to the Clippers, they managed to string some wings together and like get back into the playing Uh. Top 10 in the East, right? So they're still a like one and a half wins up on, well, yeah, one and a half games up on the Nets. And they'd beaten like the Raptors, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Warriors. Good on them. It was a lot of combos of don't trade me, please don't trade me, or people auditioning for the likes of the Lakers, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, but the Hawks are still 22 and 28. They might have, like, losing today to the Clippers might have been the exact thing to make them a winner because they've gotten some wins under the belt. They showcase some talents. They've righted the season a hint. But it might not be enough for them to go, right, well, we should just stay pat then, you know? We can't keep up with the Clippers. They did put up a pretty good fight, though. But having beaten the Raps, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Warriors, they're all at home. Then they lose the Clippers in a def- defense optional game. They play the Celtics and the Sixers the rest of this week. They have to do something, don't they? they got to do something. Marcus Smart, a winner. He got the hero treatment from Boston. You love to see that. The Clippers are now 26-5 in their last 31 games. They're pretty fucking good. The Clippers are the most dangerous team in the NBA right now. They're 34-15. and 15. Uh, Talk about teams that are like making a fucking giant push. It's the Clippers. They've won four on the trot. They've won nine in the last ten. 34 and 15. They're a half game back of the one seed in the West. They're fucking wildly dangerous. Ah, uh, Houston. They've got Stephen Adams. Bro. Oh, bro. I think they probably just traded for him because they're sick of Dylan Brooks already. Houston are like, ah, oh, hang on a second. Stephen Adams will fucking, won't take any of his shit. you will figure that out. Uh, the Suns, Brad Beal, is looking like his own old selfie. He had 43 in Washington the other uh, the other day, he had, what, a 31-point lead? And he's like, all right, pack up, boys, I'm done. Um, the Suns are going to be feeling pretty good about themselves because they're now up to 29 and 21. As long as their three stay healthy, like, they're laughing. And the Pelicans, they've won three on the trot as well. They look fucking awesome today. They shit-pumped the Raptors, 138, 100. And uh, Spindles Ingram looked like he was un- fucking touchable. Like, he was absolutely unreal. They're cruising along. The Nugs are cruising as well. Uh, Who else? I mean, I kind of want to say the Mavs, but I just also want to dump on the Mavs. Uh, (laughs) I think that's all for the winners. So let's do some losers of the last week. We're not losers. No, you two are winners, big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Losers. Loser. Losers. Losers. we got a few losers. Uh, The Sixers. I mean, they lost their big man. They're now in fifth. I think they've lost six of the last seven. Uh, They were right there as well with Milwaukee as, like, the two seed behind Boston. Looking good. And now they'll be in a dogfight, not just with, like, the Knicks and Cavs and the Bucks for the top four spot, but, like, to stay in the play-in, right? After the Sixers, you go Pacers Magic. There's like a three-game, three-game break between the Sixers and the Pacers. Maxi Harris, I don't know, man. Like they're going to be in a dogfight. Pacers Magic, the Heat. I don't know. Just to stay in that top eight, let alone the you know, they probably won't fall out of the top ten. They've got an eleven-game gap from five hundred, but without Embiid for like what, at least two months? Probably you'd think. Pretty crazy. Poor sixes. Poor one out. How many top top picks did they have from the process? And this is sort of what it's amounted to, right? An MVP who's gotten hurt again. Two number one picks who fucking forgot how to shoot. <laughs> Jalil Okafor. Ah, <laughs> uh, they traded Mikhail Bridges. For a bloke who's, like, fucking allergic to shit. And here you go. The Sixers. Constant losers. The Bucks, 1-3 and three since Doc took over. It's was very funny. And he still gets to go to the All-Star game. Like, what are we doing here? Um, good on them, though. The way they lost that game to the Yaz the other day was amazing. They're up 14 points with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and they lost. Seriously. They lost by 15. It's incredible. Up by 14, the Jazz won by 15. With 11 minutes to go in the fourth, what are we doing here? 38 to nine run by the Yaz. absolutely amazing. Lowry, Mark, and what a legend! Uh, but the Bucks, they just look. It's going to be an adjustment period, obviously, uh, with Doc there. But fucking hell, uh, the Grizzlies—they've lost What is it five straight? I think now they just started a game yesterday with uh, 13 players injured. So, I mean. 13, that's a lot because there's only 15 players on an active roster any given night with a couple of two-ways. So the Grizz had 13 out with injury against the Celtics. They played with Luke Kennard and David Roddy, then three players on two-way deals and three players on 10-day hardship deals. So uh, hands up if you know who the players were for that team of Memphis because it was a hilarious box score of David Roddy, GG Jackson, The Duck Man, Luke Kennard. You had our man, was it Jacob Gilliard? Cool. Then you also had starting center Trey Jemison. (laughs) It's like, okay. You had Scotty Pippen Jr. You had uh, Tosan Everbowman and Matt Hunt. Matt Hunt was like the dude from Duke, and you're like, he's a made up player. What are we doing here? So good job by everybody there for the Grizzlies. But that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Pacers. Oh, why are they losers, Jim? They're still cruising along. They won a game. Yeah, they're 28 and 23. Halliburton's on this weird minutes restriction, and they just look a bit they look a bit wonky at times. And I'm like, ugh, maybe look, as Halliburton sort of gets back up to speed. Halliburton's also a loser. So the 65 game threshold, the all nba stuff. Uh that's the sort of thing where it starts messing with people's money. And that's, why I don't want to mess with people's like contracts and shit. Well, the Players Association shouldn't have agreed to that sort of shit anyway, right? So it's their own fault again. But Halliburton, all NBA contract stuff could cost him like 40 mil in the long run, right? From his uh, contract and all that sort of gear. Which would be shit. And it's also weird that it's like, yeah, why isn't it just like the 65 game... Mark for the first team will NBA. And then second and third can be sort of just like whatever the fuck you feel like. It's weird, but yeah, the pace isn't and it loses anyway. They're just looking a bit funky. I want to give them another week and see how they sort of bounce back before the uh, All Star break. That's a bit weird. The Mavs, look, they got a win against the uh, the Sixers today. It took them a bit. <laughs> they end up winning by 16 because uh, they dropped 41 into the 41 and 28 in the fourth quarter and had a really good finish to the uh, third quarter. Josh Green was fantastic. Um, it was one of the rare games that Luca didn't have to score forty for them to win. It's just weird though when you're watching like the Mavs and having like Luca drop forty and them still losing. It's like that's just a kick. Like it's bro, it's February. What are you doing? Like the loss to the Bucks was really really bad. Um, it was just kind of gross. And you're like, what are you? Like, 48 points for Giannis in that game. 40 for Luca. They got ran over in the fourth quarter. And, yeah, Luca's like, emptying the clip. They should be all right, but, God damn, they just need one more big man as well behind Derek Lively. Go get a Dan Gafford or something, would you? And Steven Adams, living in Houston versus living in Memphis. That's a that's a brutal one, i say. All right, uh, let's do some quick Yanars. Do some picks and get the fuck out of here while I can still talk. Just even a little bit. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Darrell McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Eli. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wurtho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yeah Uh Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. up. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear yeah. it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAAustralia.com/shop. Uh, or just click through on the socials. Uh quick yeah Jim, are you excited about this All Star LED court? Yeah nah. Yes. It looks sick. Have you seen the LED court design thing? So it's like this weird thing that they're going to do for, like, the special events. Um, so, like, it's essentially, what, glass. Um, but it's the entire All-Star Saturday night thing, right? Where you got the three-point comp, dunk comp, all that sort of shit. It's a full video LED court, which is very cool. So the skills comp, the three-point comp, the slam dunk comp, Um it just sort of means they can do, like, weird kind of funny full-color graphics and shit. So I'm, like, all for it. Let's go. I think it's going to be sick. Love that. Ah, uh, trade deadline, Jim. Will we see any big names traded? Yeah, nah. I mean, this is the thing. I think you'll say big names traded. I don't know how much of an impact it'll be. Because, like, the big names will be something like Chris Paul. Or Dorian Finney-Smith, because he's got a very long name. So it's a big name. Uh but Chris Paul might be one of the ones that they just, the Warriors go, yeah, look, this is not working out. We need to do something. They could trade Andrew Wiggins, Chris Paul. Um, the problem is with all the parody and like people are going to be motivated to sort of do like make some moves. But I think it's going to be really hard for like teams to just go, right, fucking pack her up, boys. We are done. And, uh, Start selling off things for parts. Like Charlotte might go finally. Gordy on your bike. Thanks, pal, but see ya. Maybe PJ Hamilton, Washington. It's like the Grizzlies, the Blazers, like what are their big names? They're already sort of done, right? Um, Charlotte don't really have any. Brooklyn, maybe. Uh, the Bulls, DeRozan should be sort of like on his bike. I think Trey Young might have been a real actual sort of Sneaky chance if Dejounte Murray deals weren't imagined, like you know popping up, then Atlanta. But I think you'll hear people talk about the Atlanta trades and go, oh, trade Trey Young, man. You got to trade him. Like, oh, he might he might ask for a trade next year, and then you are fucked." It's like, yeah, but in the meantime, like he means so much to that fucking team. It'd be stupid to trade him. I think so. Um, and I think we don't take that into consideration sometimes, like ownership, coaches, maybe. In a vacuum, you'd be like, yeah, we, sh- we should get as much of value for Trey Young as we can and like reset. Maybe the fucking ownership don't want to do that. And I think that's where we're at for uh, Atlanta. They're like, nah, Trey Young's our superstar. We traded fucking Luka Doncic for him. So we have to keep Trey Young. We have to make it work around him. We're not trading that guy. If they hadn't have won those four games, <laughs> they might have actually just gone, fuck it, we are cooked, mate. Um, speaking of which, are the sixes cooked? Yeah, nah, yes. Fucking course they are. 30-19, um, they had the world's most annoying win over the Jazz the other day. Jeez, Jim, did you bet on that one? Yes. Uh, but they have won exactly that game in their last seven. So one in six in the last seven games. They're cooked. They've got the Warriors, the Hawks coming up. Then they're at the Wizards, then they've got the Cavs, the Heat, and the Knicks, and the Cavs again. And the Bucks and the Celtics. It is just murderers' row gear for the rest of February. Apart from basically that Wizards game, uh, it wouldn't be a giant surprise if they, you know, maybe win one or two of those games. The entire rest of the fucking uh, month. So four games before the All Star break, and then we'll see how they go. Matthew, George, Matty, drew. Hi, right, Jimmy. Hope everything went well. Who was the bigger All Star? Oh, and a. Yes, it all went well. Like, I sound fucky, but that's just because I've got, like, a, uh, you know, mouth full of stitches and shit like that and a big bump still on the roof of my mouth as the, uh, as it all heals. But otherwise, like, I'm on an all liquid diet. That's fucked. Like, I've gotten, I've slowly gotten used to it now, like a week later. But bloody hell, it is rough as guts, to tell you. Luckily, beer is a liquid. Uh, Anyway, Matty G, who was the bigger all star weekend snub? The Suvlaki King for the West or the Grim Reather for the Rising Stars game? Yeah, nah, I'd probably say the Grim Reather is actually a giant fucking aloe nurse. What's going on here? Because Duop has been fantastic. He's been like one of the easily one of the, the best big men rookies in the NBA. It's not that hard, but he's like averaging like a, what, a ten and 10 ten four and he's like shooting the piss out of from three. Like what more does the dude need to do? He's been fantastic. He's shooting 40% 39% from three, 48.5% from the floor. He outplays and every time he fucking gets out there. Uh, and yeah, so as I said, he's sort of easily outplayed the likes of Bilal Koulibaly. Even Jordan Hawkins, who's been really good. Case and Wallace, same sort of vibe. Like, just on raw numbers, I'd still sort of go with duop, right? Like, God bless you, Case and Wallace, but also piss off. <laughs> Got him. Uh <laughs> Do I have any other ones? Uh, what else we had? Oh, yeah, Matty O. Matty O sending a good one. We'll see Matty O next week for the NFL Australia party for the Super Bowl. It's going to be awesome. Uh, he just sent me there's a sporting and Crocs crossover. You want to know if we're going to do NBA Australia and Crocs crossover? Yeah, nah. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not a Crocs guy. I know many folks of my vintage are, but wow. Nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm probably repeating the day real quick. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. So the one thing I didn't talk about at the top was like, should the Lakers trade LeBron? <laughs> Will they? Is it just silly to talk about it? Yeah, nah, yeah. I think it's really fucking stupid to even like, oh, maybe they should consider trading LeBron. It's like, all right, yeah. Do you smart ass. Is that what you think is going to happen? Of course it's not going to fucking happen. No, well, Anthony Davis is still fucking good in dropping triple doubles like he did today. And I thought the other weird one was um was Austin Rivers coming out and being like, oh, nah, man. Bronny James shouldn't even want to play with his dad. Oh, he's not going to be able to be himself, bro. Oh, How did that work out for you, Austin, you bellend? Like, maybe because you're a cockhead. People don't want you to play in the NBA that much anymore, right? So Austin Rivers came out and was like, I don't want to see Bronny play with LeBron. I went through something similar. Yeah, because your dad fucking paid you 30 million bucks and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on here? That's dumb. Uh, what happens is that everyone starts to discredit everything you've done. Well, it's because you never really did anything, Austin Rivers. Him getting drafted and playing with his dad, I don't want that negativity to come his way. He doesn't deserve it. Uh, what does he actually deserve? I'd argue. Does he deserve to play in the NBA? Probably not based on a lot of what we've already seen. Um at the same time I think that'd be fucking cool ass that's my I'm probably putting the day I want to see it Bronny and LeBron he's not getting traded for the Lakers Lakers are going to use like a second round or just let him go undrafted and then just pick him up as an undrafted free agent. simple as that alright quick outback takeouts it's Tuesday at our you know what that means oh yeah Jim is eating fucking soup so uh, what do you put in some soup I don't know Let's just bang in some fucking potatoes and some leek, and maybe just a bit of little bit of dusting of wombat. That's right, wombat soup. Only an outback. Maybe a bit of bandicoot. It's pretty small. Got to have that liquid. <laughs> Only an outback. Today's five Grill take is: the Brooklyn Nets should just throw the complete fucking bag of Trey Young and go get him. Just go right, Atlanta. Here are all of our other draft picks. Here is Ben Simmons, and here's a bunch of other shit, whatever you need. As long as you don't touch Cam Johnson or Mick Albridges or Nick Claxton, whatever else you want, all of our draft picks, the Philly one that we've got, the Phoenix two that we've got, the one from Dallas, all yours, buddy, for Trey Young. Only at back. To be honest, if they're going to trade Trey Young, you need a haul, you need a massive haul, you need an embarrassing haul. Okay, so you can do that. They don't need to. Utah can kind of do that. They probably should. Do you think Trey Young's going to go to Utah? <laughs> Send him to Brooklyn see how we go. I mean, because I think the Nets should trade for uh, DeJounte. I think it would help a lot of what ails them. Uh, but fuck that. Just go get Trey Young. Why not? All right. Uh, let's do some game previews. We'll do the Australian player watching everything tomorrow while I'm feeling a little bit better and can talk a bit more. Uh, but we'll just do a very quick game previews for tomorrow. Oh, actually, we've got a great Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba award because there's a really good stat about Giannis that we should just do because it's sick. So let's press that button, Jim. It's the first, and the- Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba. War- Let's do it. Uh, Giannis is averaging 31.3 points a game. Uh, And he's shooting over 60% from the floor. Pretty good. There have been zero players, in fact, to average over 30 points a game and shoot 60% from the floor, which is what Giannis is doing. Uh, The players who have come close, it's Kareem. He had 31.7 and and shot 57.7 in 1970-71. Adrian Dantley. I remember him. Got the big old ash. Uh, 82-83. He averaged 30.7 points a game on 58% from the floor. Kevin McHale, 26.1 on 60.4. Shaq, 29.3 on 59.9 back in ninety-three, ninety-four. What a year that was. And Zion, 27 on 61.1 back in 2021. Uh, Giannis averaging 31.3 on 61.3. That is fucking crazy. You love it? What an absolute weapon. All right. Let's do some game picks. And uh, oh, we'll actually do the Patty Mills Game Day ball Game Day Twitter checking because we do have a Patty one. So let's do it. Patty uh, went to visit the uh, Atlanta Olympic venue and did like a little thing about it. There are 171 days until the Paris Olympics and in preparation for my fifth Olympic Games... We took it through the. I like that he's already presuming he's on the team. God bless you, Patty Drills. Uh We took it through the historic Centennial Olympic sta- Stadium, home of the Atlanta '96 Olympics. It may be a college football stadium now, but this structure still holds some of the most iconic moments in Olympic history. I have vivid memories as a little boy in Australia, carefully watching the Atlanta Olympics and being incredibly inspired by all the athletes and all the sports. I remember watching the Aussies. I can crush it. Uh, the White Doves at the opening ceremony. Muhammad Ali lighting the cauldron. Michael Johnson and his gold spikes breaking the 200-meter world record. Kieran Perkins, boost. How good was that? I remember watching that Kieran Perkins swim in the ninety six Olympics as well. In my grandparents' place, sitting on the floor. Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill, boost. Daniel Kowalski winning medals in three freestyle event events. Nova Paris and the Hockey Roos winning gold. Awesome, foursome. The Woodies and the famous rivalry between Mary jo- Jose Perek. And Kathy Freeman, where Kathy wins her first Olympic medal. These Olympics opened my eyes to sporting excellence and the possibilities of one day walking in the same footsteps. So, just pictures of him, him at the uh, Olympic stadium, and a couple of you know other photos. Of him hanging out, going for a drive, checking it out. Oh, I've been there It's in Atlanta. Good stuff, funny, Patty. Uh, I'm going to do some. Uh, let's do some pa- game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent bean. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Oh, look. Yeah, I've been better. I'm just very uncomfortable a lot of the time with the uh, stitches everywhere. But, fuck, I've been talking for 50 minutes. so It's all right. Uh, I have been... I didn't post the pics on Twitter just because I was completely fucking knocked about. So, uh, we'll just basically have a gap a week in the pics for this year. But that's okay. Uh, Tomorrow we have Houston. Taking on Indy in Indy. Indy looked, as I said, sort of pretty wonky. Halliburton is back. Twenty minute sort of thing. Houston are pretty bad on the road. I just there's something just a bit off about Indy at the moment. Siakam though, look. Let's have a look. The Indiana Pacers, twenty eight and twenty three. They had lost three on the trot until they beat the Hornets the other day. They lost that Kings game. Kings really, really outplayed them. Lost to the Celtics. Lost to the Knicks. They were pretty close. Yeah, Siakam and Halliburton. That would be too good for the Rockets. Give me the Pacers minus 7.5. Dallas go to Brooklyn. Both teams on a back-to-back. I'm going to go the Nets plus 1.5. The Mavs, it's always going to be a bit rough. Kyrie returning home. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Give me the Nets at home. Ah, plus 1.5, especially as underdogs. The Knicks, Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies are just cooked. We're going to go to the Knicks minus 13.5 right now. Even without Randall, they'll be fine. Orlando take on the Miami Heat. Miami got a uh, very good sort of solid bounce back, set the record straight win. Uh, Was that yesterday? No, two days ago. Yeah, against they beat the Kings and they beat the Wizards and they got smashed by the Clippers yesterday. Um... I actually don't mind the Orlando Magic men in that one. Their defense is coming along very nicely. Plus three and a half. Give me the magic in the Battle of Floridia. Then we've got the Wolves at the Bulls. We're going to go the Wolves. Just the sheer size over them of them over Chicago should be too good. OKC okay, against the Utah Yaz in Utah. Always a bit sneaky, the Yaz, but I'll go the Thunder, I think. Because I feel like they've actually played some pretty interestingly close games. Let's go have a look at some stats. Uh... The Thunder have had some really, really fun, weird, funky games. They're the top of the West, obviously, but... Yeah, they've played them pretty close. They played them back at the end of January, beat them by five. uh, Beat them by 14 in December. And that line is three and a half. I'm going to go the Thunder, minus three and a half. And then Bucks suns How good is this game? Beal, KD, Booker up against Giannis and the Bucks. I just don't like the Bucks defense still even under Dock. I'm going to go the Suns minus three and a half. And there we go. How's that? Unbelievable. We're back. Um, we'll see how we're going if we're going to keep it up with daily. Uh, ideally, we'll be back tomorrow. The voice is sounding fine. It's just like, yeah, the, the stitches. See? The stitches and uh, it all just sort of sounds annoying. So it's probably more annoying than anything else to talk and for uh, folks to listen to. So I'll do NFL straight tonight with Gaz. Uh, I'm going to do Fox Sports Lab NFL tomorrow as well. And then we'll sort of see how I go. Uh, we might try to do another NBA straight tomorrow, Avo as a bit of a precursor to the trade deadline, but it might be just another short one. We might wrap up the games really quickly and then just talk some trade shit. So how's that sound? Good? Good. Um, just see how I'm, see how I'm tracking. Uh, but either way, so hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. If not, we'll do a big trade special on Thursday. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face IG. We have sort of been putting up a m- bunch more. In, uh, NBA Australia never forgets, of course. Uh, NFL Australia. Obviously, we are partnering with Top Sport for a big, big, big NFL Australia party. Um, oh, Top Sport is sponsoring the live stream. So even if you're not in Melbourne, you can watch with me and Gaz. Or uh, you can watch Gaz and I and this huge big party that we're throwing at the Catfish in Fitzroy. If you're in Melbourne, come along to that for the Super Bowl because it's going to be the fucking best party in Australia. Uh, and if you're not in Melbourne, you can at least track it on the screen have a watch along and uh, get some sweet deals and hang out with your homies. That'll be fun. Um, so go check out NFL Australia. Also, the Cricket Today podcast, going great guns as we're uh, playing, what, the Windies? and Got a T20 bunch of stuff coming up. Um, and so the Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast, go subscribe to those. And check us a rating review across all those shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone. It does help out heaps, so thanks. Uh, and so does buying some merch. nbastraightcom slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. From Oslo, thanks to them for the intro and outro song. Check out House Hats. Uh, Joshua DeLaRentis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramchack Army," Iowa, Sex Today, Green, Grand, Green, and Dozer for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember... NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. Uh, and that's it. Nothing at the end of this one because no skit or anything. I might just do a uh, Stephen A drop just because her fucking head's a bit rooted and I'm sick of talking because I've got a mouthful of stitches and a bit of a uh, bone graft <laughs> on the roof of my mouth. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. It's good to be back. Uh, we'll sort of take it easy the next... You know, week or two, obviously. Um, not going to be too fucking chaos about like wrapping up every single game and all that sort of shit, but we'll try to be doing as much as we can around the trade deadline and all star, obviously. So, but yeah, NFL Australia Super Bowl party, go check that out. We'll be there. Come hang out. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, hopefully. This NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, dickheads. Later, Hosing. And- what was that? What? THE HELL WAS THAT?!